everyone. This is Coco Creates. And Art of the Cartoon. And this is CNC Buhai, Episode 8, Women of Troy, Mind Game, and The Last Dance. Mm. What a mouthful. What does that mean? It's quite a mouthful. It's a lot of things we watched. So it has been a minute. For those who are just tuning in, Mm -hmm. this is CNC Buhai. We are an Asian-American couple that likes to watch a lot of things in media. Yes, Filipinos in the house. What, what? And we like to talk about what we watch some of the time. Mm Mm-hmm. As we know, things are happening in the world. Um, so let's what's, check in. How, what's happening how are in the world? Getting... Well, I think everyone knows what's happening in the world. We don't have to say it because we have to see, hear these words over and over again in the news. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to be more lighthearted in this episode. and, and, and But we also want to check in. Let's, so... do, let's do a quick check-in. How, how are we feeling? I feel a little bit numb to everything. I mean, uh, okay. I'm, one thing that I miss doing... Um, but it's all for the common good for public health and safety mm-hmm. is going to the movies, uh, watching new movies there just to kind of escape with that. But that being said, I know why it's needed and it's important. And I'm just wanting to make sure that everyone is safe out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the more that we're kind to each other and positive to each other, yes. um, that we can get through this together. How are you doing? I'm the same as you. I'm getting used to the new normal as it is. Uh, my gut feeling is that it's going to be like this for a, a little bit. And I don't think we should ever get back to normal because I think what we found out is the way normal was just wasn't working. And that can affect the media industry as yes, well, like can. many industries, right? So mm-hmm. what does that mean in terms of even, I mean, we plan on doing this podcast once a month at least, right? At least. Um, but who knows? We don't know what is out there to watch because we don't know if anything is even being made. I think that the best type of art actually comes through during dire times. Right. Kind of reminds me to think of the Renaissance because I think art is important. It lets people get by in a certain way for the psyche, for the mental. Yes. We need to take a step back for a little bit because, you know, life happens and we got to deal with that. It's been a minute. So this is episode eight mm. and we wanted to... To not only ask about how we were doing, but a recap of what we've been watching. Yes. Um, I admit it hasn't been as much as I would like because it doesn't seem... There are new episodes out there. People have suggested some shows to me. But for some reason, I can't really get into as many things as, as I once was. Like, we're watching less crime shows that we normally watch. Usually it's yeah a bunch of crimes. And the funny thing is, even though you would think with all the shelter-in-places and the stay-homes that we would be watching more stuff... We actually haven't been watching as many things as we usually do. I think because also the news. You know, like I've been right. off. I haven't been on social media as I normally would be. And then the news, you know, like we'll be watching something. I may I still watch People's Court. But then like there would be uh, this Justin breaking news. I'm like, here we go again. You know what I mean? I don't know. The things that I've been watching, though, mm-hmm. I've noticed there's a trend of social experiment reality TV shows that I've been watching. I right. think I last time I talked about how I watched Love is Blind, I actually ended up, I was bored and ended up watching uh, Netflix The Circle, which was kind of interesting because it kind of seemed like a popularity game. Mm-hmm. But it was still entertaining. It was just an odd mix, but apparently it is a show that is uh, international. And then I've been watching my ever so favorite coming coming out of Japan, Terrace House, which oh, is ter- House. basically a real world slash like almost telenovela. Um, so I binge watched those two shows so far. Mm-hmm. And then other things that I've tried a little bit here and there, but not worth to talk about right now. So how about you? So for me, I know that you don't watch the news, but I've con- been consuming news even more because I want to make sure I'm up to date. And then I just let you know if, if you need to know anything. 
Besides that, it's my usual genre shows. I finished up Picard, which it's had its first season, which was a good show. Um, it's good to revisit Next Generation folks and um, Jean-Luc Picard. Uh, and The Clone Wars, which is finishing up on Disney+, Plus, is getting really good. The last two episodes have actually been really good. And then I started on HBO His Dark Materials, which is the new adaptation of The Golden Compass and all those books, which I've never read, and so I'm totally new to it. It seems really interesting, and we'll see if I, I stick, with, stick with it. Golden Compass? I have no idea. Is that like sci-fi it's fantasy? Sti- it's sci-fi. It's like sci-fi steampunk type. Oh, so I'm so removed from it. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. I think that's why that's your thing of watching. Yes. Your taste. My, my, I'm more sci-fi and genre shows. That's a lot of shows, though. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. And then what we both watched together, so exciting, so mind-boggling, so crazy, Westworld. Yes, Westworld definitely, uh, you have to think about what's going on in that story, in that show. And no spoiler alert, but it's it's called Westworld, but it's so far removed from like the first season. Yes. Let, that's all I'm going to say about mm-hmm. that. But so crazy. I think I love the female characters that are evolving. Mm-hmm. They're freaking badass. And then that's all I'm going to say about it because I don't want to give it away. No, no, we shouldn't. Yeah. Oh, uh, We should also mention that we did watch Tiger King as well. We actually binged watched that whole series. Yeah, we got into the Tiger King thing. We thought about doing a podcast, but then, you know what? It's over. I, I want to say that I, I think there was too much Tiger King stuff. And now looking back, like it, it, it's just not worth it. There was a lot of Tiger King going on. And yeah. I think um, for us, we wanted to do stuff that maybe not everybody was doing. That was entertaining for a short minute. That was one of the first, I guess, episodic shows where we really were not thinking about what was going on in the world. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was, because it was this a, was even a crazier world. It was a good distraction. I'll just say that everybody in that doc was horrible. Yeah, and also like not being kind to one another, to themselves and to the animals. I think most people also out there have watched it. Oh, as yeah, well. I think almost everybody watched Tiger King. So. Point of this episode, let's fast forward. What is one thing that we do miss doing in life? And that would be what? Going outside? I mean, we still go outside for walks, but not like we can't go hiking really. Miss going to the park? Going on like day trips to places. Adventure times together. I mean, quality time in a relationship is super important, but we just make it work yeah. during these times. Going but to the one basketball thing, court, right? I do miss is the basketball court. Right? I feel it was so therapeutic for me just shooting hoops early in the Saturday or Sunday morning, not asking for a pickup game because we too old for that, uh-huh. but like shooting the ball, rain or shine for me. I do miss it. We can't go there. I miss shooting hoops and my arms are regretting that because they're not as strong. Right yeah. And and with that, I also miss watching live basketball as well, live sports. Even though, oh yeah, it was the season. The season was currently still supposed to be happening. I mean, right? who knows what's going to happen with this current season? March Madness was canceled. Yeah, March Madness. Like it was so weird for March, right? Yeah. No college basketball. And usually, I love watching more college ball because mm-hmm. it's a lot more about the team dynamics rather right. than like one focusing on one player mm-hmm. like they do in the NBA. We miss playing basketball even even at Dave and Buster's I miss freaking playing (laughs) (laughs) playing basketball going around one and doing the pop shot hell yeah man like all of that right Mm -hmm. in one week Mm-hmm. we or maybe like in a two week period week and a half probably week and a half we watched three 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 that's a lot three docs documentaries this might be our first episode of talking more of documentaries mm-hmm. 
three ducks all focusing around basketball. basketball right. Right. Because mm-hmm. not even that, like being shelter in place, it made me think about, you know, we miss playing, watching. m a y b e miss the 90s so hard. We're 80s babies, but I love oh, the, 90s. the 90s, 90s basketball, hip hop, all mm-hmm. of that. It made me think of Knicks versus Bulls, the Fab Five from Michigan, mm-hmm. Duke, UNC, UConn series, women's basketball. I was more a fan of women's basketball. Yes. So the first doc that we ended up watching was uh, the HBO Women of Troy. Troy. Mm-hmm. Women of Troy is about the USC basketball team that featured Cheryl Miller. who was the star of that team. And Cheryl Miller, uh, for those who might not know, is the older sister of Reggie Miller. I remember seeing her play very, like, when I was young. I don't remember too much, but I do remember that seeing her on the sideline for TNT Sports, and I remember that she was, like, Reggie Miller's older sister. And then when I heard about all her highlights, she scored 100 points in a game in high school, and you just see her highlights. It's just totally impressive. But, yeah, so it's, it's about that team from USC. So it featured her, the McGee Twins... And Cynthia Cooper. McGee twins, one of them is the mama of JaVale McGee, who formerly was a warrior, and I think he is on the Lakers now. That's and, correct. And then Cynthia Coop, Coop, Coop. I remember her. She was one of the main all-stars of the Houston Comets in the inaugural season of the WNBA in 1997. And how come I know this? But I do. <laughs> <laughs> But she's an awesome all-around player. And to know that they were all in that same era back in the day, um, this was educational, and it made me, I'm like, finally, a documentary about women's basketball. Mm -hmm. No, and I think it really shone light on how they really revolutionized women's basketball. Yeah, in terms of their aggressive play. Right. Mm -hmm. Fast-paced style. Fast-paced, their talent alone. Mm -hmm. The game, again, as you were saying, it became more aggressive, Mm -hmm. um, more competitive rather than very dainty. And I, I really appreciated it in that doc. So Cheryl was saying how, like, like L.A. had Showtime Lakers, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it was, you know, it was, like, really flashy and really entertaining. And then they were nicknamed at USC was Hollywood. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? So they were also, like, glitzy and flashy and very entertaining once you watch that doc. But it also made me sad that, okay, the WNBA didn't start until 1997. Mm -hmm. And they finished their careers in college. And there was no NBA, so it was, like... You either had to do something else or you had to go overseas. So most of them ended up going overseas to have a basketball career. That still is true for many other players who don't make it to the NBA and to other sports, right? And the only thing that kind of was kind of interesting was that Cheryl Miller, of her journey, like she seems like she was like, Known for being one of the top NBA players overall, almost it seemed, in terms of like talent. Yeah, she was was supposed to be like the... Like, and we're going to talk about this guy later on. He's, she was like the Michael Jordan of, of basketball. Yeah, she Even was. Even before a, Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. She had a little bit of everything. Yeah. And unfortunately, because of ACL and other injuries, she couldn't really have a career in the WNBA. And it's kind of like the shoulda, coulda, woulda thing. Right. If she ended up continuing to play. She was still a coach. involved she in was, some she way. She was coaching somewhere. I don't know what she's doing now. But, but still a very important figure in basketball in general. Yeah, I wish they highlighted her even earlier before this doc. You know what I mean? Like, dang, give her more credit, dude. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Women of Troy, check it out. Especially if you're into women empowerment and basketball. (laughs) Also made me want to find out more about Cynthia Cooper. Because she was the one that was... I think she was on par with Cheryl Miller Mm -hmm. in, in terms of her basketball skill. And because she didn't get injured... 
and she came to the WNBA when it first was started, and she took that league over, even though she was like, much older, much too. older, yeah. yeah, than than the yeah. Like I drafted. didn't hear about Cynthia Cooper um, until she made it into the WNBA, and mm-hmm. I do remember her being one of the older older players. But the players gave her mad respect because she had that history. Exactly, she's still kind of cocky and all that, but like that was her level of play. <laughs> but like imagine because that means that Cheryl's Cheryl's play was like even higher, mm-hmm. and she's taller and everything. It's like right. crazy. Women of Troy was more like a historical, right? Yeah, and, definitely. And highlighting some mm-hmm. of the portrait of the players that played mm-hmm. in that generation we ended up watching mind game which is the shimika holdsclaw documentary what do you know about shimika holdsclaw not much i just remember seeing her play college ball for was tennessee right yeah she was the tennessee balls the most infamous legendary legendary pat summit head coach pat summit R.I.P. One of the best basketball coaches in the in the nation. Yeah, uh, in the world basketball. Yeah, minds. and Shamika holds called. So what did what what else do you know about? Shemika? I remember. Yeah, I remember. And then she was really hyped coming into the WNBA, um, and I remember this because um, for the du- WNBA was very important in Seattle because they had the Seattle Storm, which is a real big basketball team in Seattle, which they've won a couple championships for the WNBA. So. You just wanted to add that in, people, because it was Seattle Storm here. Because it's a Seattle Storm. <laughs> so Mind Game talks about not only Shamika Holdsclaw and how she got into the NBA and playing basketball in her love, but it also touched upon a really important issue that is involved in sports that no one really talks about, which right. is mental health. Exactly. And, you know, so brave of her to come out and talk about how mental health comes into play. Mm-hmm. She talks about her struggles with her mental health while being a professional basketball player Mm -hmm. and how sometimes that helped her become who she was in her career but it also prevented her from being the reaching her fullest potential yeah and unfortunately she didn't have not kind of like Cheryl Miller Cheryl Miller had a physical right yeah that was that was like the ACL I think yeah and Shamika Holtzclaw more had like a mental thing I remember like fast forward she was in the WNBA fast forward and then I remember in the news where they talked about like her ex-girlfriend like she did something crazy where she like smashed the windows of her car right mm-hmm. so this doc mind game went into a little bit more of where her mind was at at that time and she was just having an episode so mm-hmm. um you know that was her call of trying to get help but you know in a lot of different cultures and in a different the way that you grew up sometimes or you know it's kind of like still taboo to try to ask for help and go talk to a therapist right mm-hmm. you know so she was like i'm strong i'm gonna just deal with it myself mm-hmm. and it escalated to something even to the point where she couldn't continue to play to uh, the game because she didn't have the same love anymore. Right. And and then what was interesting too is that when she was playing basketball even when she was younger she was so used to even playing for Pat Summit she mm-hmm. was so used to playing playing to win and winning all the time yeah. that when she went to the mm-hmm. WNBA she wasn't used to losing. Like she couldn't handle it. Like she was so competitive. Mm-hmm. Kudos and the bravery that she instills and right. being a guest speaker and telling young people out there that you know this is an issue that happens in sports. Like what did you think as someone who is not a female, but like you know Shamika and like and, and and the issue that she's trying to bring out. No, I think it was a good doc because I wasn't, I didn't know that aspect of her story. I just knew that she went to the WNBA and she didn't pan out like everybody thought she would. Well, there's parallels to Cheryl Miller in that she was going to be this huge basketball star and going to bring the WNBA to the next level, drafted number one, and then just never really panned out, which is a sad story, but is kind of a common story for for athletes. 
But then seeing the backstory, her family actually also had, there's a history of mental mm-hmm. illness, illness mm-hmm. in her family. I think especially for like marginalized communities, you don't really don't think about asking for help because that's when you do, it seems like a weakness. Yeah, or it's like, it's, it's your norm that right? like, yeah. this is what I grew up with. So that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also made me think like in terms of with men's sports, you know, sometimes you hear those stories of, of basketball players who have DV stuff right. or um, drug problems or alcoholism and stuff. And I right. wonder, thinking back on all those things, does that all come down to some mental health stuff? Yeah. So I think like overall in just any sports thing, it is like a lot of pressure, right, to be a professional in any, any sport. Yeah. I hope that, like, with Mind Game, it is an educational doc that opens up discussion, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I just hope that, I wish that more, uh, a variety of people watch it, not just girls. Do you know what I mean? No, I also want to think that because of what she went through, there that our modern-day sports leagues now really, they really emphasize the sports psychology part. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, like, mm-hmm. like really upper tier athletes they they have those therapists that they go to and it's not like seen as a weakness or something that like is weird mm-hmm. like it's a part of the game that they need they need somebody to talk to to get these issues you know to talk through these issues and it helps them with their game mm-hmm. right like being able to handle the pressure being able to maintain and still be focused and not being hard yeah, on yourself exactly but i think that's also like what's happening with the times too on a good note is mm-hmm. that like more and more people are being more open and being uh and it's being more acceptable out there right that getting mental health support is okay exactly yeah that was a good that was a good documentary in that way it wasn't just like the typical doc about her playing basketball and how she achieved it. And usually the ending is like, she's in the WNBA. Yay. Yay. That's the end with mm-hmm. the tie with the bow. Right. So again, if you really want to know a little bit more about her struggle and like her journey, check out Mind Game. Last but not least, I'm sure a majority a of, lot people of people watch are this. watching this. A it's still happening. But yes. we watched the first two episodes. And which show is that? That would be The Last Dance which is details the last season of Michael Jordan on the Chicago Bulls, which was, I believe that would, I think for all of us is kind of like, that was the apex of 90s basketball. Yeah, absolutely. But it wasn't just MJ though. No, it wasn't. It was, even though the, the I think the doc focuses a lot on Michael Jordan and that's what we remember most because he was an iconic player. And for all of us that grew up in that time, like nobody else is above him in terms of of greatness. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, when MJ was on the Bulls, mm-hmm. there was no denying it that they dominated the the league in yes. in multiple ways. The Last Dance. Mm-hmm. It's called The Last Dance because they say The Last Dance a million times, so when you hear that when you watch it next time, drink because they say oh, The Last Dance. You're going to get so plastered. Last dance. We're like, we get it. We get it. It's somebody about the meant, last Somebody <laughs> said or mentioned the last dance every like five minutes in, in, in the first two episodes. We're of like, we get, it. We, get we get it. we get it. the title. We get it. We got it. So it is, uh, I think, I believe it's a six-part series and they just aired last week. It's the a ten-part series. Oh, it's a ten. It's a ten-part series. Oh, crap. So it's like, we only saw the first two episodes. Right. So I think because I'm so used to 30 for 30 that I'm like, okay, let's get to the hour and a half and it's t- 
and that's and then, it. And then, yeah. But I'm like, oh, crap, there's more there's to it. There's more. But I do love the drama that they talk about in terms of, like, what is it? The the manager, what's his name? Jerry Krause. Yes. Uh, the drama behind the scenes, despite the team being re- playing really well on the court, there mm-hmm. was obviously management drama. Right. So it's like, oh, who knew there was all this happening? But that's the stuff that they never really highlight until now. Until now. That's right. Um, makes me think, why did they even, why are they, were they planning on doing this before? Or do you think they had to do it rights like, why didn't they do this prior? It's been such a long time. Well, I think, one, it had to get the okay from Michael Jordan. Mm. And mm. I'm not sure if he wanted this to come out. Because right at the beginning of the doc, they said that they followed the team around the final season, right? 97, 98, I believe, was that season. And you can see, like, there are things that it doesn't make them seem in a good light. Like, even though Jerry Krause himself, that general manager, wasn't a good dude, at the same time, you could tell those players were bullying him. I calling him so, short. I feel so bad, though. Yeah. You know? Like, I feel like they were just projecting, like, yo, shit's happening behind the scenes, and I'm going to blame him. Like, yeah. solely. I was like, aren't there other people involved in management, but who, I don't know, I'm not a part of that team. So, mm-hmm. But that's what they chose the show, right? Yes. Um, I do love, so far in The Last Dance, that they are highlighting not just on MJ, because then it would have been called MJ. Scotty Pippen? <laughs> Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen. I love Scotty Pippen. Like the, he's like the Robin to the Batman. I know. Like, I feel so bad, because he is just as talented. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, so far. Spoiler alert with that is that, now we know that Pippin was even more so, not even just appreciated in terms of like, you know, being highlighted as a superstar, but he wasn't even paid well. He was like, yeah, for that team, he was like the sixth highest paid player on his team. You're going to tell me that BJ Armstrong, Bill Weddington, or... Well, BJ Armstrong was on this in 97. Or whatever. Any of these, Ron Harper got paid, whoever got mm-hmm. paid, Luke Longley got paid more than Pippin. Right. I don't know. I don't know the numbers. I don't know. But I'm just like, what in the world? And why did he stay? He was so loyal. Yeah, there's there's so many rumors. I remember I remember that season. There was rumors that he was going to be traded to the Sonics. Wow. But this is back in the day in mm-hmm. in the NBA where players didn't have like there's they no were, Twitter. They were loyal to yeah. their team. Nowadays, if MJ he wouldn't stay at the Bulls, he would have been like going to wherever. Was oh, he would have been. You know what I mean? I think he would have pulled LeBron and eventually end up. Yeah, the you know. So you know that was the heyday where like you know they committed and stayed to a team, right? Mm-hmm. So again, uh, that type of basketball play. It was again during the time where uh, it was not a three point game. You know, there were people is, who yeah. did one-on-one. I think it was post-hook shots, but it was more fadeaway, right? I think it was fadeaways. Um, I think, yeah, I think they were, they more were starting fadeaways, to do fadeaways. Um, you know, they still, they, still, they still did mid-range shots, which is almost unheard of now. You know, the plays that they had was still screening. Again, like Pippin, MJ, Horse Grant, you know, like all Triangle. of those grades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it. Uh, I just hope that they're not wasted episodes. You right. know, like when some things are episodic, you're like, I'm a little fishy nowadays. You're like, why? Like, well, like, we didn't need this episode. Why the crap is it 10, 10 episodes when that shit could have been like two? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, maybe that, you know, my attention span. But, you know, I really hope that it's very succinct and very tight in which what they're trying to convey in the 10 episodes. Right. Because right. that would be mad. Last dance to get a last chance. Right. <laughs> no. And then I think you also. So there's focusing on Scottie Pippen. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that they also focus on maybe not go as in depth because Scottie Pippen was very important, mm-hmm. but also other members on that team as well. Yeah, like the the people like you know Steve Kerr, you know. Oh yeah, Steve I Kerr, mean he did a who lot has of not movies. aged since that. John since Paxson, right? John Paxson. 
Horace Grant. Like, how did they Luke, become Luke Longley? I need. A, I don't know I, about that one. <laughs> I need at least. I need at least a couple minutes of Luke Longley. Bill Cartwright. That's Bill what Cartwright. We okay, yeah. Bill, Bill Cartwright. And see, I'm getting flashbacks right now of me mm-hmm. having my '90s basketball cards right now. Yeah, I had like Tony Kukoc. Like I had like a bunch. Of, oh yeah, like, Tony 90, Kukoc. '90s uh, basketball cards, Fleer uh, or whatever the brand, which I don't have any longer. Not like they're worth anything. Last Dance. What What were your initial thoughts in general for it? My thoughts are that it was fun to revisit that time because that was when I was really into basketball. Seattle still had a team, and it was. Fun watching Michael Jordan and that team play. I know that they're, they're grabbing us because of the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, it shows folks who have not seen that team how good Michael Jordan and that team was. Because I, I think it's hard when you have the debate. So it's like, what if the Bulls went against the the Warriors from like two years ago when they had Kevin Durant? Like, who would win? And those are fun to look at, but like, you, it's hard to tell when you don't when you haven't seen those both those teams play. And, and plus, this is not live NBA Live 97. This is not NBA Jam. Or yes. like NBA the, 2K. Yeah, NBA 2K. You know, we could shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? Right. Like, d- basketball has evolved, mm-hmm. and the game has evolved. Like, right. you, you know, like, that was the days when there would be a big man, right? Like, mm-hmm. in the center. That's unheard of now. Like, what's the center there for? You know what I mean? Like, they're Well, I, really... think, I, think, I think the Chicago Bulls was the start of that, because, like, it's not like... Bill Wennington, Luke Longley, and Bill Cartwright were like monsters mm-hmm. of being center. There was some points during that season where Dennis Rodman was the center. Yeah. And yeah. then I, I just totally forgot that Rodman was on there. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to highlight him too. Well, he had his own But dog. my favorite probably yeah. would be BJ Armstrong. Let's just see him for you, now. I want to know if he's still... Armstrong? I still want to know if BJ Armstrong still got that baby face, people. Don't okay. you? I don't know. He was cute to me, so... Uh, got it. Okay, I got it. <laughs> but you're cuter. Oh, thank you. <laughs> So that was the last dance. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously it sounds like we truly did get our basketball fix. Right. Watching Women of Troy, Mind Game, The Last Dance. Mm-hmm. Any last thoughts? I'm looking forward to when the NBA will start again, probably without any crowds. But it'll be good just to see live sports. And then looking forward to the day when we can step back on our outdoor basketball courts and just shoot some free throws. Oh, man. I, we got the basketballs in the back of our trunk of our car. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to play. Right. Thanks for listening. I want y'all to stay home, stay mm-hmm. safe, stay with the people that you love, check in on them, all yes. of that jazz. Um, until next time. I'm Art of the Cartoon. And I am Coco Creates, and we are CNC Buhai. And check us out next time and listening to what we have to say about what we watch. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, y'all. Peace. Aw, I want to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> we could go outside maybe I don't know